so funny you're so Go get myself so funny that you're so dumb. Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. So the thing we were just talking about was, um, like, why people choose different jobs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Or why people don't go to school. Or why they continue, or, yeah. Like, why, um, did your parents have opportunity to just, like, present it to them to go to post-secondary, or did they just, did it, was there nothing that they thought of? Yeah. yeah, well, I think that's a good question, because I want to preface everything I say by some people don't really have the opportunity to go, even if they want to, based off life circumstances, or, you know, something catastrophic happens, like, I think the question for me is who chooses to go and not go when they have the option? Because I think, for example, maybe my parents had difficult circumstances around the time of choosing whether to go to university or not, where financial, uh, financial yeah. and uh, yeah, primarily financial, I guess. Were where, the loans not there? Like was OSAP not there for everybody back then? I don't know the history of OSAP and how all the student uh -huh. loans ever worked. Like I would have to look all that up. I'm not sure. Well, my mom did go to college after high school when she was younger, but she had to work. She was working multiple jobs at the same time. And then you get to a point where you just can't balance the two and you make the choice to keep working. And then you tell yourself, maybe I'll go back. And I think that was also something that my mom told me from the beginning that if you put it off, take the victory lap, for example, which a lot of people do and they still go to school. But if you, if you finish your four years, your undergrad, and then you don't immediately keep going, which is what I did. You may join the workforce and then realize, you know, you like to have income coming in. You like you you have an apartment. You're and there were for. jobs that were available. There was more jobs seemingly available at, at companies that you could potentially just start low and just kind of move up and like yeah, exactly. benefits and stuff. Where so they say again, the thing of history. I don't exactly know, but they I say there's was, less jobs available, and I, it seems yeah. like there is. Many. I think it was much easier back in the day for our parents to... Buy homes, get jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because, like, to have a bachelor's degree back in the day, like, the first four years from a university or college degree was... Now is, like, they treat that as kind of, like... I say this from a maybe a privileged position, but like to have a four-year bachelor's degree is like high school. It's like it's almost like a given now that you have yeah, you got, or well, a college, well, you, yeah, a college yeah, yeah, diploma. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, everybody has that piece of paper that's just rotten away on their wall. Exactly. Or it's like, yeah, it's tough, man. I know a lot of people who went to a, into a field in school, got the piece of paper, and got the knowledge. Yeah, but there's no job for them to go to right away and apply that knowledge and like work and make a paycheck. Like it's weird. Yeah, I think with when you go to call my my take on it, if you go to college and you study like a fairly specific program, it's kind of like targeted towards something. University in general, especially like your first four years, a bachelor's degree in most things, excluding maybe like an engineering, which is like usually you can get a job right away. But like I studied biomedical sciences in my undergrad, and when I finished that, it was almost like there's nothing really right, you can like, do. And right? you think, oh wow, this is like a technical subject, and I like was in I was in like labs and like doing these. Mm -hmm. tactile mm -hmm. things i wasn't just learning i was like applying and still then so i think what you have to frame university you know i'm separating that from college as something that teaches you and it sounds so like cliche and ambiguous like 
teaches you how to think and process and like break down things critically and not actually the go university into it. Deg- or the college degree, the, like not the, maybe the not course? college but universe like a bachelor's degree teaches you how to how to be critical like if you study science or, or history or whatever yeah. it, the, the main takeaway i think at least for the first four years mm-hmm. because when you continue on in school and you realize what you learn in your first four years uh, you need a bachelor's degree is you're really just scratching the surface of so many things. So to go into it with the expectation that it's going to get you a job right out of the gate, even if you, again, the caveat, maybe not engineering, but like even biology or even like Carly, for example, she yeah. would she would understand what I'm saying. Well, like, she's in the same boat. Like she's she's looking for a thing, but there's not really a thing that's just popping up that just needs her degree. Exactly, like, yeah. She would have to go get extra schooling or some sort of other specialty or... or... So, like a, people go back to college. This is a good example that kind of clarifies what I mean. A lot of people I see that they don't want to go on to graduate school because like master's, PhD, because that's very research centric. And maybe you don't want to, you want to learn more, but you don't want a research degree and you don't want to work in research. So they get a four-year degree at Brock and they go to Niagara to get like a a one-year or a two-year certification, which actually gets them the job. Like the very, it's very specific, like, I don't know, some sort of managerial certification for the food industry and they become like a food industry manager or something. Right. Right. And like, that's really what they needed to get the job. But then the first four years at Brock, Mm -hmm. the degree might've been in uh, communications or something. And that's kind of where I say, treat the first four years as kind of a, just a, because in high school, you're not learning to get a specific job. You're just learning a bunch of different things. Yeah, I, yeah. I almost think that the first four years of university is kind of the same thing. Even though you have yeah. a degree with a specific name, it's not like a high school diploma. Yeah, I think part of what you're getting at too is like you have to uh, – it's like you're saying the master's and the PhD is the old just four-year undergrad. And, and the yeah. undergrad is like a high school diploma now. They're so common – it, and they're broad, and they're not as universal. They're not yeah, they're broad, tailored to broad, a specific yeah. to a specific. Yeah, if you just mm-hmm. have that, people a lot of the jobs the jobs that are available, they're going to be like, nah. There's it's more competitive, man. There's another guy that has a master's, or he has two years internship experience exactly, yeah. plus a master's plus this, and he's got ninety five degree ninety five degree marks. Yeah, and then so yeah, they, they you you get beat up by other people. And that's crazy in the in a job economy that doesn't have a lot of jobs. The, the fact that it's more compet like it's, you know, it's like it's it's super competitive mm-hmm. for the schooling. Plus, there's less jobs available. Is that what's going on? Yeah, but I I think the reason the schooling is becoming more competitive is is because the job. Like I think it, they're they're linked. It's not like they're, they're linked. Two, there's not like, like two things are happening simultaneously. Like there's just less jobs, and then now schooling is just be independently coming becoming more competitive i think it's because everything is so much more competitive and tuitions are going up oh i know it's crazy and they're yeah tuitions are going up and what else like i mean there's there's, still i mean i guess the whole tuitions going up or like thing bills going up inflation going up and different things i mean there's always ways to combat that especially even you just think personal finance finance like Mm just being better with conscious with your own money and stuff like having mm. a minimum wage full-time job in the summers and then working part-time even minimum wage throughout the fall and the winter if you save the right way mm-hmm. you can still save up for school and then apply for osap and like yeah the tuitions are going up and it's still a problem i think it's a problem of all these tuitions going up and just school being so expensive but you can if you try hard enough you can combat it like you can go to school a lot of people used to say like yeah. in the last 10 years like they'd be like fuck man I, i'm not gonna go to school i don't know it's too expensive 
Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It's yeah, it's expensive. We all save money and like we we just go in a little bit of debt and do it. You yeah, for you sure. got to go into debt. That sucks it's, too. It's a, though. it's a trade-off because and I actually this le- it's kind of a tangent, but same for my own kids. I, w- I was thinking about this recently. Like, say, ten years from now, I wanna I wanna give back to collegiate St. Catharines Collegiate because you I remember ten kids, I, and I wanna give back to the the kids in that school, and I wanna go back there and like give a speech at graduation. I won't know anybody who's still there, so they're not gonna know who I am. Maybe my yeah. name's on the wall, so they'll oh you're that guy or whatever. Come back and talk. You yeah. went to collegiate. You grew up like down the street, then you went on to do whatever. Yeah. I was thinking that. The best advice I can give somebody who – because it's harder to stay in school and continue when you have to work those jobs and also go to – like your, your – the what you just described, I didn't actually have to do. You know? mm-hmm. I didn't have to – I did have summer jobs, but like I did it to like have a little money to like go on a trip or something. Yeah, you, you made your way through school without, without telling everybody all the details. You, you did hard work so that your school was paid for to and, a degree. And, and that is the crazy thing. If I – that's hard gave, though. Not gave a lot of people can do gave that. Gave a speech to high, like high school seniors or like write a book. Right. Just tell them like, here's how I did it. I would title it's not it, that hard. I oh, would, it's not that hard. That's what you title it. Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not, not that hard. hard it's not that expensive. <laughs> and this is in the Canadian context where where tuition is much lower. But mm-hmm. it be you're, it's crazy because, like you said, with inflation, all these things are still ways to do it. And part of that is because there's actually a huge amount of financial aid to those who go above them, and beyond. Like, my entire undergraduate degree mm. at Brock was paid for and and, 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 and more, like I had excess, yeah. because of my grade twelve, grade 11 and 12 high school marks. Yeah. But well, most people are smoking weed and not showing up for tests. No, that was me. And even the people, though, that aren't, like, <laughs> doing those things and are still going to go to like still have the plan to go to university and they're like working like at the cinema cineplex in the summers and stuff. Yeah. I would tell them that and like during school, quit your jobs, mm-hmm. focus on getting good grades, which mm-hmm. is something you're already focusing on. So like focus more energy on school mm-hmm. and you'll get so many scholarships that not, not only will you not have to work in high school, yeah. which again has you can get character building and like there's values there, but in terms mm-hmm. of the economics, you don't have to work in high school, you don't even need to get summer jobs during university because yeah. you'll get so many scholarships. Yeah. I'm the, pro- a, the problem is, is you, yeah, you're a strange example because strange example. you're, you're smarter than that. the average bear. But plus, you did the both. You were smart originally and then you also worked hard and stayed in as a patty does <laughs> and did the homework for six hours. Yeah. Uh, we're exaggerating. I don't think it was Some, six sometimes hours. Sometimes. It been, yeah. A lot of kids and – uh like a lot of kids find school hard. They find that mm-hmm. studying hard, memorizing things hard, because it's a writing. It's tests. a weird system. Schooling's a weird yeah. system. All the memorization, it's in repetition. It's like kind of weird, and it's not really the best way to learn, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But excuse me. But uh, with me, like I, I consider myself like a fairly intelligent kid, and I and when sure. I was a kid, and I always. Um, I did excel in certain areas, but like eventually I stopped caring about school. Mm-hmm. So um, I just worked less hard or something, or I don't know. I, my brain was focused on other stuff. I was thinking mm-hmm. about music or like other whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know if yeah, like if the working hard thing and getting those scholarships could work for every kid. If you just told them that, like, how yeah. can it be that easy? I to think just the way tell you can, you can convince them in a way is. 
Again, this takes like, – I believe there's value in working and like learning the value of a dollar. You maybe, should be a guidance counselor. And maybe <laughs> – Maybe that's kind of what I missed out on at the, my early stages of my life is that I was given like large sums of money based off of like earlier. I thought, you know, you do well in school and then the money just came and I'm just like, oh, my tuition's paid for. Like I was living at home for my first four years. So like I didn't have to get summer jobs. I didn't want to. It was like a very weird dynamic. But mm-hmm. I would say it's hard because you have to explain the value of money to like people in high school before they've even started working. Exactly. Much. That's but if you, another thing. But if you were to say like, if <laughs> you were kids. to really put in paper how much money is available based off just like working hard in grade 11 and 12, like, yeah. and not like you get four, like four months summer off for like four, eight, 16 months off mm-hmm. because you have four months summers for four summers in a row. Say you can get the net, you can get 16 months off by working hard for these, for 16 months, like eight months in grade 11, eight yeah. months in grade, or like maybe it's, they months. don't want to work hard, though. That's the thing. It's yeah. this weird. It's this weird barrier where you tell somebody how to live. Pro- it's like anything. It's like someone Especially who's at that got. Age. Yeah. It's like someone who's got any problem, whether it's not focusing, or whether it's they're doing drugs, or whether it's they're partying too much, or they're they're not. Uh, I don't know. Just something in the relationships fucked up, and they don't mm-hmm. they don't notice it. And you just you can see the problem as their friend or an outsider, and you're like, dude, you gotta like stop doing this. And they're like, yeah. yeah it's people have these barriers that they got to get them over, get over themselves. I think teenagers, um, and a lot of the ones we went to school with at collegiate, which mm-hmm. we were talking about before the podcast, um, had a hard time figuring that out, figuring out how to get motivated, what to do. Also, they came from like odd upbringings. A lot of them sure. like inner city kind of kids and just, just, they, they never didn't have somebody, uh, you know, telling them what, how to get on the right path. And like, I, our guidance counselors, I don't know. They weren't the best at that either. Like, I don't remember them yeah. ever giving me some sort of inspirational insight into what I could do. I remember doing this stupid test. Like, they go on on the computer and you click, oh, what would you rather do? This or that? Da 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 da. And these little quiz, and then you sort of figure out what you're supposed to do for that. Yeah. That's the stupidest way. Why do they even do that? Why the yeah. fuck do they even do that? It's the biggest waste of time. It doesn't actually like. There's. It's what you do with your life has to be an inner gut feeling. There's like mm-hmm. people have moments. Like well, so we were talking about how you didn't plan your path, but you find yourself here doing these conferences in Toronto on mm-hmm. HIV and different like things, and exactly, um, you find yourself in this this uh, position of respect from other scientists and people mm-hmm. that like have been in the the industry, like you said, for decades and stuff. Sure. And you, you're 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 hanging with them. You can mm-hmm. hang with them. You can you're, exchange I'm cl- information. You just find yourself in the club, and then you yeah. kind of like what I was a kid. Playing Planet Side exactly for six hours in downtown St. Catharines neighborhood, you know, in some it. random neighborhood, and mm. now I'm an adult. I mean, I think this is everybody has this kind of thing, like just mm. the looking back at yourself as a kid or whatever, and looking at your accomplishments and being like, "How did I get here? This is really weird." It's like mm-hmm. that um, "Once in a Lifetime" song by Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. How did I get here? That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Yeah, because that's life. Like life just passes you by, and you find yourself in these moments in your life, and you just reflect. And, and there's some about, major pathway, like some major forks in the road that you take at like certain points. Yeah. You don't even know you did. You don't know you why, how. Some yeah. sometimes it's like those those fate incidences where mm-hmm. something just happened in your life that you couldn't really control, and that puts you on a different path. And so we don't really. This kind of gets into like free will and stuff. Like it's kind of trippy, but arguably we don't ever actually make decisions at all like we Mm -hmm. our brain comes up with something but by the time we're conscious of it it's just a thought that's arisen due to electrochemical 
connections yeah. and different synapses firing, and those are all firing based <laughs> on previous conditions of the universe and the, and the state that it's in, and those are all because of the one before that. And you know, it's uh, elect- it's uh, chemistry and it's chemistry, yeah. physics, electro, yeah, electro. Bill Nye used to say everything yeah. happens for a reason. And that reason yeah. is physics. Physics, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I love the everything happens for a reason thing. I, I mean, uh, I get it as a spiritual kind of uh, just statement about life, and it's kind of true in a certain way. But the real, th- the real reason why things happen is physics, mm-hmm. and that's just des- physics is just describing what happens, things mm-hmm. that happen in the, the space that we're in, in the time that we're in, yeah, the dimensions that we're in, in the universe, right. Mm-hmm. That was a huge tangent. I don't know what the fuck we're even talking about. Uh, well, it's kind of like what makes you go down the path. Yes. Yeah, so what made me? What made you? So what one other thing else? to finish on that point. You know mm. the story about the the watchtower shooter in Texas. It's like a old uh, shooting in, mass shooting in the U.S. That was yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. King of the Hill does like a remake of it where okay. uh, Buddy turns into Rusty Shackleford and he goes crazy <laughs> and he goes up in the clock tower and he. He didn't end up. I think he ended up shooting a deer or something weird. Okay. But it's a famous uh, guy who wrote a letter saying that he had a. Uh, I want you to like look at my brain when I die because mm. I've been having these intrusive thoughts of like killing my mom and stuff and different things. So he actually did kill like something like his mom and some other family member, and then he went up in his clock tower and started shooting people and like shoot it with the cops and they end up killing him. Mm-hmm. And they looked at his brain and he had a tumor that was pushing on. A certain part certain of his brain, brain, which I forget what it was, but something that that can directly influence the thoughts that he was having. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is used as an uh, example of the fact that of the fact that free will is an illusion to some degree. To some degree, mm-hmm. right? It gets into like how you define free will. There's, you can dissect that and kind of like parse mm-hmm. it. But uh, the main point is. Even like we're saying, the feeling we have is almost that there is no free will. Mm-hmm. Like in the moment, you always have think you have free will because it's simple motor skills and like different. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the lighter up or the phone up. Okay, I can I can switch between the two. Like I I know mm-hmm. I can consciously choose in the mm-hmm. moment sort of thing. I'm explaining it in a weird like quasi scientific way, no, but I I'm just gonna explain it how I think of it. Like, but what the things that are making you get to this point to think to do that or to have this podcast or to whatever yeah. we're doing are all predetermined. They're, they're ex- events in our past that have predetermined our, our path. Right. So it reminds yeah. me of a movie. I don't remember the movie, but it's like they do a sequence of events and like something happens where like some car accident, like this, this guy kills a family walking across the street, but then it like rewinds in the movie. And like, instead of him like dropping his keys before he goes out the door and like, he's not at the intersection at that time. Like the, the people pushing the stroller, like Mm -hmm. the, the baby gets sick. So like, they don't, they don't go to daycare that day and like, don't bring the, this butchering this plot line. But it's like the idea of like, yeah, how there's a sequence of events and are they, most of them are not controlled by you. And the ones you think are controlled by you are also probably not controlled by you. That's the craziest part. We, we, the thing about leaving your house five minutes earlier or later, mm-hmm. you could avoid the car accident and then it's up killing you, you know, yeah. those things. So you're saying if you, when the car accident happens, like it was predetermined that like you were meant to die then and like the sequence of events leading oh, up to Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that necessarily. I'm saying, uh, you know, you choose, you look both ways and you make yeah. a conscious decision to cross the street. You put your left foot in front of your right foot, put your right foot in front of your left, uh-huh. and you sort of in that moment chose to walk. But like we're saying, 
if you really think about it scientifically in the sort of materialist view of the or of the world i, I see the, okay the, 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 a, the interactions of the atoms beforehand and all the state of the universe the reason you consciously to, said you didn't to, choose to be born we didn't yeah. choose to be born that's the craziest thing about it that mm-hmm. sort of ex- illustrates the point mm-hmm. is that you didn't even choose to exist so how do you have any conscious choice whatsoever because you're born with instinct dna uh sight all these different senses you, you didn't create unless unless you're god unless some weird spiritual way the the the, there there is some truth to this whole the universe is connected and god is the universe and we are divine because we're like not animals we're kind of like we can see the universe and that -hmm. whole kind of whimsical saying of we exist so that the stars can see themselves kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing to think about but you wonder like how eyes evolved on creatures yeah like how did eyes start evolving like why didn't they just if they could just feel around in the three, like, whatever the ancient amphibians kind of were that first started walking uh, or yeah. coming out of the water onto land. Mm-hmm. I don't know when eyes started. But didn't eyes just kind of, the cells just started, like, creating an eye and a feedback well, loop to I the think brain or something? To go back to the beginning of, like, the most, the first evolutionary step, like, before the eyes and, like, the organ systems coming together. So there's these organelles that are in your cells called mitochondria. Mm-hmm. So mitochondria are the powerhouse of the cell. So they take in some sort of substance, say sugar, mm-hmm. and they, they process the sugar and then they, they spit out – I mean I forget my biology. Just energy already. like – they, they produce energy for ATP, your cells. What, ATP? ATP, yeah, adenosine triphosphate and then like hydrolyzes the third phosphate which releases like a certain amount of kilojoules of energy. And that Science. Energy, the energy like pushes a muscle or whatever. So in your muscle cells, there's a bunch of mitochondria. Mm-hmm. But the mitochondria organelle existed independently of everything back in the day. It was like its own thing in the environment. Okay. And it, I, what its purpose was on its own doesn't make much sense. Like it's a but powerhouse. It, it, but it connected with what it was But eventually, to evolutionarily, there were other cells that wanted to move. Mm-hmm. They wanted to move themselves across, microscopically across a rock. But they realized, I need energy to actually have proteins to like move me but why do they want to move to survive to like eat to find to find to find food and survive and or something yeah, so yeah. we're talking in terms of like some molecule so there's no brain it's just like it just needed to yeah it want yeah a rudimentary I, form of so some sort of part of a ex- cell extreme rudimentary desire to find this is like it kind of falls out of the typical example of like wanting food because this is like so prehistoric but are we talking about bacteria though or are we talking about before bacteria like um yeah, like smaller or anyway whatever sorry to so like so saying. say let's say bacteria there's a bacteria out there that that needs a way to produce energy so that it can move and, and reproduce and whatever so eventually evolutionary over time absorb is not the right word but it, like it, it it somehow came across this mitochondrial organelle which would have been not an organelle at that stage because it was on its own and attached with it and took it on and realized... It was like the game we played with Jake and Kyle Harper when you were a kid. When it's pool, when you had to, you could only use your legs to swim <laughs> depending on which animal you choose. Or you could only use your arms. Yeah. You have to link up with the other animal that can use its arms. And you can't use your arms. Because so that's that essentially... swim successfully. Exactly. That's essentially what... If you think of evolution, you... And the eye, eventually... So the, the, there's this small unicellular, single-cellular organism absorbed this organelle. And then it used yeah. that organelle to become a bacteria that can move. Mm-hmm. And then it realized... And then if, if, if you think of it, everything started with like microscopic organisms, eventually say there was a, there's a mollusk 
that really wanted to hunt more efficiently in the water, but it was only using like tendril sensors, and it yeah, realized like it's getting eaten sense, a lot. Touch and yeah, and it's yeah. realized that it can't see the the larger fish that comes and gets it. So like over hundreds or thousands of years, the ones that could. Well, but this is where I get lost in evolution, yeah. though, because it's I, I I get the kind of idea that the 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 ones that could survive are the ones that continue their the lineage, fittest. Yeah. survival of the fittest. Yeah. So, but but. I always get lost in the initial creation of an eye. So yeah. I guess I had to get rid of thinking of like the eye being complete. You just think of like something that could sense light. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It was right? like an extremely rudimentary. Like it couldn't. It probably couldn't see a picture. Oh, they didn't have sight, definitely but it exactly. could sense light so that it some. It, it knew it was, light it knew it was daytime somehow, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it would go hide under a rock during the day because it knew yes. the predators were out during the day. So yes. yeah, it wasn't. And then like that advances exactly into something slowly. more sophisticated. In in more more sophisticated in a, in a context where it's needed to be more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. There are organisms like bacteria don't have eyes because they realize they don't need it to survive. Yeah. Fish at the bottom of the ocean, some of them don't have eyes mm-hmm. because there's no light down don't there. Jellyfish don't even have brains. Certain oh, jellyfish know, yeah. or something like that. Because they've realized they can survive without it. I don't know how they have jellyfish. That's how you learn a lot of like evolution is you study th- like you study very simple things that appear very simple and you mm-hmm. see they still exist so somehow they're surviving without eyes and without whatever mm-hmm. and you realize they don't need to evolve past that stage they found like an equilibrium in the universe yeah yeah they're just they're they are where they're at because they say humans like if you think of like evolution in a purest sense like we started like the big bang like we're made of stardust and like we yeah. go all the way up like, so is garbage so is every, everything is everything <laughs> yeah. on this earth is with a blade of grass, uh, your like a cell in your eye, whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So you start from like some single cellular, multicellular. You start absorbing or ev- becoming evolved with these organelles, and then like mach- cellular machinery, and then different proteins, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. all these things all the way up until you have a being that can produce another being inside of it, and then it's the it's craziest, craziest thing, thing ever. Thing, yeah. How is it even? How does it even exist? Oh, this is. Um, somehow linked but obviously a jump mm-hmm. i wanted to know like what is your i don't think we ever really talked deep about this what is your uh interaction with religion in your life at all through family or whatever means like mm-hmm. what have you ever like do you ever consider yourself one way or the other like as far as an atheist or a theist or are you ever put yourself in a camp as far as or do you just kind of are you the person that kind of um is more like lives life and doesn't necessarily think about those things um so yeah, my family's not religious. I'm not religious. I've never read any sort of religious text. Yeah. Uh, or, but it's interesting. The without getting too far into it, because I'm so naive about that side of it. Like I believe in like karma, and like if you do something good, like something, like I don't. I'm not a good person because I believe like I'll go to heaven or hell at the right. end of it. You're a good person because being a good person is brings positive yeah i believe there's actually like karma like holding doors for people and like smiling at people and like not clarify on our previous episode with sazy we were talking about this we said that karma is a real thing but sazy said it's not a supernatural force like some people think some people act like it's karma man it's just there's real force that like pulls and ebbs and flows it's not a real force it's just the statement that being nice to others is a positive thing and being mean to others is a negative thing and that's karma it's just a description of interactivity with people it's right? like a yeah it's like a, a specific to humans like it's like a 
there, I'm sure there's karma in the animal kingdom. Yeah. I guess I could see... It's like I, a human construct, though. It's not like an actual, like, yeah, like a... But then why... If we don't think it's supernatural, then why do we often say, well, we're watching, like, an animal documentary, and the yeah. guy would, I don't know, lizard, like, scratches some other animal, and then some gets eaten, and we're all like, karma. We always say yeah, that. Yeah, as, yeah. It's like, I don't know. But, like, so, for example, I believe in things that... That's, like, not a very scientific thing to believe in, that, like... To believe sure, in, like, sure, sure. that doesn't have, like, a scientific basis. No, but what about, like, the creation of the universe? Because isn't believe- that what all religion is? The core of all religious beliefs is where you go when you die, where do we come from, right? I do you think, just, yeah, like, up to the minute just check science and just be like, all right, so they think this. Okay, I'm cool with that. Or well, I, th- you- I think it's fairly well established that, like, the Big Bang did happen and, like, that was the... Right, but how? The how, big yeah. science always says, like, we yeah. need one miracle, and that's the Big Bang. We just don't know, like, what... But there... You know, when you get into it, you realize there's no such thing as a question of what happened before the Big Bang because there was no time. Mm -hmm. If you read Stephen Hawking's uh, Brief History of Time... Yeah, so you probably know much more about it than you and I I do. I don't know a lot about it because, I honestly, I read these books and then I just kind of don't look back at them for a while, so I don't really Yeah, but that's better than not reading them at all. I guess so. You're much much better versed than, like... You know a lot about a lot of things, yeah. even a, a little bit about a lot of things, uh-huh. and a lot about some things. Uh-huh. But like, I know a lot about like two things. Like, right, admittedly, right, right. You're like more specialized or something. Yeah, and I and it's interesting. Like, even when you ask her that question, like, what do you think about religion? Like, different things. Like, you don't have like a concrete thing to go to, kind of. Like, you're just like, no, and I've never really sought it out. Interesting, it, and I don't. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, this podcast is interesting. Like, I don't really have these conversations. Well, you and I have these conversations like before this podcast ever yeah, existed, totally, and we totally. go down these roads, but. No, it's fun, yeah. and uh, I like to get everybody's take on, especially my friends, because I think I have an interesting perspective on religion and spirituality, not to sound like uh, grandiose or anything, but just me as a person, I've come from a religious background that I then later sort of denied slash still appreciate, but don't criticize, like I criticize, but not that harshly that some people might, mm-hmm. and then I like experimented with psychedelics and drugs and stuff which opened my mind hugely to, bigly as trump would say to uh, to different uh just different ways of looking at the world and also like out-of-body experiences and spiritual mm. connection to this thing that i when i felt it and saw it i was like i think this is what people are talking about when they talk about god like this okay. seems more like what god is than what anybody's ever described to me in a religious text or by saying with words or in front of a pulpit, in front of a congregation. Like, mm-hmm. when you directly experience something that's higher than life, and I'm not saying you have to do drugs to experience that. People experience it through, I don't know, different. there's different modes of consciousness you can experience through different things, meditation, or just, mm-hmm. like, dreams, like, really weird lucid dreams, or deja vu. Those kind of things, I yeah. think, connect you to a deeper level of life where this part of your brain has deja vu, and then it's you're like, what the fuck was that? And you go, have I done this before? And then your brain goes, it's just deja vu. And then you go, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you continue on buttering your toast. But you're like, it's like your brain skips over it, kind of. It's like the record skips. It's like the Matrix yeah. when you see the black cat. And your brain yeah, kind of, people who don't, aren't spiritual might just kind of pass over those moments. And they just be like, whatever. That's and me, I do too. Because what are you yeah. going to do? Sit there all day and try to figure out what deja vu is? No, it's just a weird feeling, and you just move on. Just like weird dreams can happen. You wake up in like a cold sweat. Or it wasn't even a nightmare. It's just a dream about you at your old job you didn't like, and you're just like, there's yeah. these things in life. But um, to get back to my perspective on things, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bit nuanced, and it's people could. Uh, I'd like to share it at least because I feel like 
when I was young, I just went through so many different belief systems mm-hmm. and I explored a lot of different ones. Like I, if you look at my bookshelf, I got like a study Bible next to the Quran, next to the Bhagavad Gita. Like I, I like to explore every different mm-hmm. thing and it. It's kind of clear that if, if you're a monotheistic religion, like the Abrahamic religions, like Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, which are all fucking basically at war. Mm-hmm. Which fucking sucks, and the state of the world is crazy. Can we're still killing people with religion, which is nuts in this fucking future age that we're in. Yeah. But the 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 goddamn bottom line to everything is, if you're praying and you're saying that there's one God, it's probably the same fucking God. Like, how are you guys arguing over? It's not the Greek. It's not Greek times when you're or the Romans when you're like, there's the God of this and the God of the harvest yeah. and the God of the chalice and the God of the horse, yeah. and you're all like, okay, if you come along and say like, there's a God of this fucking wall i guess i gotta believe you because <laughs> yeah. there's 1900 other gods yeah. if you're if they're monotheistic and you're saying there's one god can't you guys just admit that it's the same thing like no because then yeah. you die starts getting like into interpretations and no you got to live the certain way that the god says mm-hmm. my god says you gotta live this way your god says you gotta live that way well i don't agree with that so and then you get within each religion there's even more dissection there's different splinters of, of exactly beliefs. but so so you as far as like the big bang you just kind of accept that like the big bang happened yeah and in terms of so i that you know what i this is my philosophy in a lot of things in life beyond religion anything controversial that people have strong opinions about like i always believe that like if somebody is using religion to you know they go to church and like that like life is pretty hard in general for like a lot of people for everybody people have good lives so if you have something you latch on to and it's just like something that you believe in and it like gets you through the days in life and the ups and downs and yeah. like you're not so Hurting far on the else. extreme that you're like that's the issue with the religion a lot of people are very on the extreme but like yeah. i like to be i'd like to take a lot of things just in the middle mm-hmm. like everybody hates trump but like i hate him i don't like trump at all i don't like what he said like but yeah. i don't think anybody's as bad as people say they are and anybody's as good as people say they are yeah. so yeah i always just say like when it comes to religion or anything like that, like if they're using that as a tool, like it doesn't really affect me. And I guess it could in a, to a, in a way. I'll, it affects I'll, us because it's everyone agreeing yeah. or disagreeing on how we got here. And people uh, say they have a pretty goddamn good idea yeah. with, with all this actual scientific studies and the Large Hadron Colliders and different things that... Yeah, there they, is they, a disconnect. Like, they dated between, the... Yeah, they, they date things. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, there is a disconnect between people who don't understand the science so then they just say like well i don't know i don't they don't know how particle accelerators work and they don't really care because it doesn't affect their daily life so they're misinformed yeah plus they have like the parents when they were young told them these things exist like jesus existed or he walked on water or he did this and that and you're like why why do you guys believe that a man did these things like david blaine does crazy like is what do you think there's this this, like david blaine times a thousand it was just like he could walk on that makes no sense Mm -hmm. it's not physically possible that a man could walk on water they go no he was the son of god what does that even mean what the fuck does that even mean he was the Mm -hmm. son of god he impregnated a woman with air or what what did he impregnate her with Mm -hmm. it's all metaphors man people need to understand that it's 
Just, well, it's ex- metaphors. Exactly. How to live your life better and all that. Yeah, sure. But because like, all, all, all the Greek gods of the different things, like Zeus and like that's a Greek god, right? I should yeah, know this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah, all these because yeah. yeah, like my girlfriend knows this stuff inside. No, and I'm fascinated when she talks about it because mm-hmm. she studied these things. She knows all the gods and all these things, and it's like the coolest stuff. Mm-hmm. But she will say, you know, and I, she's like, these are these. We know that they were symbolized and, and metaphors, and they were used as kind of. Well, I don't know if that's how she would phrase it. They were used to kind of symbolize something to maybe be a guiding light or, or, mm-hmm. or, or symbolize a principle or a way of doing things. But they weren't. T- it wasn't like a literal thing. Like really, that's more. I, I'm not aware of all that. Like so, the yeah. Greek, they, most of them didn't really think they were real. Because when they're depicted I, yeah. in movies and stuff, they often act like they really kind of do think they're real and stuff. Yeah, like I, 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 I that's that's what I. It'd be interesting to have her on this podcast, but yeah. like she explained to me, and I was like, so I was like, wait a second, like so like, people believed in like Zeus and like Hercules and like Hades and like Athena and all these different, I mean, like all these different things, and then I'm like, these were like people's gods, like they they prayed to them and stuff like that, yeah. but and they're because they're like written in all these all these uh, like a uh, P- Paradise Lost and like all these different epic they call them like epic canonical poems and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where like a lot of these gods are described. Like Homer's Odyssey, Homer Iliad, Iliad, Iliad and the Odyssey. That's where these are described. And like I infer to these things, but those aren't like religious texts that are like no, they're just stories. They're just stories. Yeah. So Ancient, like, like human. Yeah. Literature. They're and they're so it's like interesting, but it's almost like the equivalent to like, you know, like a superhero in the Marvel film. Like I don't think they were really they're called referred to as gods. If they weren't called gods, yeah. you wonder. Because, like, I was so naive. I just affiliated them. I thought they were, like, actual, like, on the same tier as, like, and belief systems as, like, a Jesus or, like, a God. But I think they're really just, like, Zeus and, like, are not like, even, that they're never more, really viewed that way. Like, that think. they're more of an energy or more, like, I got to pray to the, to the uh, what's her name? Dionysus. Yeah, so yeah. The wine is uh Yeah, the god of wine good. and, yeah. But is that so? Yeah, you wonder because we weren't we we can't go back there and ask them, right? I I would have to know more about. It. I I know a little bit about the Egyptian stuff too. Like, yeah, um, in Egyptian times, I know there was there's fights between monotheistic and polytheistic religions. Like these these polytheistic religions that believed in all these different gods. Yeah, there it must have right because but, but did like they believe cult- in them like as gods? Like, did they actually? Th- Viewed you wonder, in the same you, way. You yeah. would have to kind of be back there and be talk back to there. them, right? I because what I'm... the texts they're based on are, are, like I said, they're not religious texts. So right, right. That's just my like. I just thought, oh, like that's they were they were. I thought they were like the gods before the more modern religions. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that that's what people believed in before that there was like the lightning bolts were like God and like. Yeah, no, I guess the whatever the monotheistic religions took over, they just yeah. started saying, no, there's one God. One we God. just we worship this God, and it's. But the problem with the word God is that it means it, – it does mean some things. It doesn't just mean whatever you want it to mean. You look it up on Wikipedia. It's actually a concept. It's a word with a meaning, and mm-hmm. it means something that's omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent, if you will. All-knowing, always All there. All-knowing, always Everywhere. there, uh, always existed. Um, so it, so well, I was going to say Carl Sagan used to say – you know, if you th- if you think the universe, or if you think that God created the universe, mm-hmm. when people ask you what was before the universe, people say, "Well, God created it," and then you say, "Well, who what created God?" And you say, "Nothing created him; he was always there." Then why don't you just save a step 
say the universe was always there. Like, yeah. Why don't? Why do you have to add this other thing called God that made the thing? Pre, yeah. Why don't you just say okay. that it was always in some situation of turmoil and always in breathing and going out and going in or expanding and contracting or whatever, however you want to describe it. Mm-hmm. Maybe time is born, then it dies, and then it rebirths or something sort of thing like that. Or maybe the multiverse theory is true where there's like... I just saw Doctor Strange today. Oh, I've been hearing about it. I haven't seen it yet. I saw Arrival. Multiverse is like... I haven't seen Arrival. Arrival's good, man. Arrival Arrival or Arrival? Arrival. Arrival. Okay. It's about Aliens Landing. It's sort of a different take on uh, Aliens Landing. It's not the typical shoot 'em up like... Things like like squirming past It's like, what if we actually took a scientist and a linguist and got them to team up and try and talk to the alien? Oh, is it in the theaters right now? Yeah. Or? yeah. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. But I got to check out Strange, too. Um, yeah, that's cool. So I kind of forgot what my point was. But, um, oh, that there's one God and stuff. God actually means something. And if it if it means that he's all-powerful and that he's everywhere, he. Then and is he always assumed to be the creator, too? Yeah, of, of it's the, the creation. Yeah. He's always right. that figure, I guess? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be the creative force of the universe, which... Mm. Of course there's a creative force of the universe. Like what at what point do you get off on the train of what's a creative force and what's not? Like every if he's everywhere and he's all powerful, then he's my fucking stove. Mm-hmm. He's the wind, he's the ocean, he's the sky. That's what kind of what they always describe it as. Like he's in everything. He's in the whisper in the trees or I don't know what a, he's the it's the force. Of course mm-hmm. it's the force. Why do we make it male? That's obviously a patriarchy yeah. thing, and I'm not a huge feminist, but like, has clearly. Why is it a human? Why is it a hu- Why is it he? Why? Yeah, he and. Well, what? I guess some people would say it feels like a presence, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess people, people definitely identify with some sort of higher power, no matter what text it comes from or what. Some people just identify with it. They just feel like there is. They can't describe. They can't explain it. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Well, who cares? Maybe that's why you don't care about it. Because really, who cares? What is it? How does it really yeah. affect you? If you die, you die. You'll find out when you die. You, you're not. Either that's you're actually dis- true. Yeah. Like I don't worry about what happens after. Like I've never thought about it, and I never will. What happens after I die? You probably just things go black, and you don't even you. Yeah. Nothing happens after you die because you'll be dead. <laughs> but I understand people's things when they like, lose lose loved ones and stuff. It's like. Yeah. Well, you, you, well, you yeah, want them to be, yeah, who wants to believe that it just goes black? That fucking sucks. Yeah. But what if that's true? Well, mm-hmm. how about we live our life like it's no tomorrow? Literally, mm-hmm. like live your life in the most visceral sort of, like, this is one thing that uh, I think when I've been on drugs and stuff, I've experienced is like just that hyper sensitivity and that hyper uh awareness of that you're in a body Mm -hmm. um i guess people could get this in like athletic situations and different stuff too or just like just you can have it in everyday life if you you just really feeling like you're in your body and just really or maybe you're saying the right thing at the right time or like you're helping somebody out just some sort of rewarding experience in life or just a very like some sort of visceral experience where you're really Mm -hmm. like wow like this is really happening or all that stuff is what we really need to like Mm-hmm. just live that up like cherish that and fucking do it to the nth degree when you're doing it and like that's life and stop worrying about and arguing about what happens after death because we're all killing each other mm-hmm. it's really sad it's <laughs> <laughs> so sad man yeah we do we kill each other not me and you but some people do 
Well, well, you wonder if you could somehow estimate the attributable deaths to base, like what's the causal effect of religion religion on death, yeah. a religious-based violence on death or whatever. It would be like – there are people – it's interesting I think, thinking of like science and religion. There's this guy that I – that's a really famous epidemiologist at Harvard who is like well-known as being – he actually has like lectures online. His name is Tyler Vanderweel. Epidemiologist at Harvard, like very mathematical, quantitative guy, but he's like very he's a religious guy as well. So he's starting to apply like to study like the effect of religion or like attending mass on health outcomes. There's been some studies on it, right? Yeah, and, and it's interesting that because that could be that stud, that science could be butchered because it's very hard to study those kind of things. Like, yeah. and you have to do it right. So the guy that's actually it just so happens that one of the most technically sound epidemiologists in the world has an interest in religion and its effects on whatever. Yeah. So he's studying it and like what he's doing is so it's like he's the authority on, on the methods and he's applying those methods to a very controversial and interesting area. Mm-hmm. So he looked at like the effect of uh, att- like religious service attendance on mortality. And he found that like, and this is like the, the cause co- he's trying to find the causal effect, like not like, you know, you go to church and you're part of a community. So, like, if you get sick, they'll, like, take care of you and have, like, there'll be food there. And, like, they'll do, like, a they gather money and, like, help their members yeah. of the community. He's trying to figure out, like, what is – because being religious actually affects your – how long you live. Like, the actual belief system in your head, not everything that comes with going to church, but being religious. I haven't really read the study because it's not really in my area of interest. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see as time goes on. Yeah. There's, there's some studies on it I've heard on like different podcast stuff. I don't remember the details, but I know they, they there is people studying those effects. And I don't know there. You know, there's uh like the five places in on the world that uh people live the longest. There's like specific locations yeah, that yeah, people yeah. like. It's like Ojai, California, or however you pronounce that, and like ones in Okinawa or something in yeah, near Japan, Japan, and then ones sure. in like Peru. Or Costa Rica or something. There's like five spots. And intuitively, what would you say is the reason why – how geography could explain – like why do those people live longer? What would you say? I, like, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't know the answer. I mean I, I think of like – The diet, uh, what they're eating maybe. Diet. I was just going to say that. Uh, we were talking about food availability before the podcast too. But like mm-hmm. yeah, diet. Um, the people have brought up the community I, aspect of it. Apparently yeah. in these places there's strong community. Um, that makes sense intuitively, I guess. Like do, you, do you, like, do you think like where you are relative to like the equator? Like, yeah, the you just get the right amount of sun. sun or like, there's all, it could be like, um, with a geograph, like the gravitational pull in a certain part. Yeah, of, it, all this it's just stuff like homing pigeons. It's, we don't have an exact definite reason or explanation of how they find their way back, but they have a combination of a few different things that have been studied that show mm. that they actually can like tell the magnetic, uh, where where yeah, the poles are exactly. and like different things and uh, there's just it's a combination of things that they've figured out and the equator and like the sun rays are like part of it too and like mm-hmm. they just navigate to their place so the, it's like kind of a similar thing I feel like it's just a combination of factors that lead mm-hmm. to these people living longer lives like it's not a magic it's not like a magic fountain of youth it no exists exactly in every spot or maybe it does yeah, the Japanese know yeah all right, what do you say we wrap it up? Let's do it. All right. Stay tuned. Catch us next time. Just end it like that. Peace.
Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, follow on SoundCloud, or share it on your Facebook. Were you even at school today? No. Oh. <laughs> there was a fight. Was there? Who yeah. fought? Mark Freeman. Some kid, I don't know. Were they dumb? Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so They're probably so dumb. They probably were dumb. And they, who, who won? Mark Freeman, obviously. Obviously. Funny, you're so funny that you're so dumb. Taylor, how much did you give him? 100,000. I looked at my thing like five times before I logged off to make sure I gave him everything. You didn't, obviously, you didn't give it to me because I don't have 54k. I have to Jeremy Employee, give me my money, guys. I only have 54k! That's all you gave me. Okay, well then give me 54k! I'll give you 54k, and then that'll be all my money. Cause you're dumb. <laughs> okay, well, can someone get me and my stuff from JP's house? I got your stuff. He only sent me two of the two things though. He sent your game and symbiotic symbiotic pad in your Tell him to give me back my energy cells. I'm just left. Blake is not giving, giving me my fifty three thousand. It's possible that I gave fifty three because it started with oh, you didn't, I have no money. I have the money I had before you transferred it. Look, I'll show you on MSN. Fuck his paint. I'm going, I'll go on after I do the picture. I'm going to go hide in like a corner, so... I'll go hide in the corner so I don't die. Oh god, my gun is shooting. Did I just die? No, you're being shot though. And some Merc guy is shooting you and he just ran. Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. I'm shooting at him, chasing him. I think I just died because I heard my hair to go, ugh. You didn't die, I'm on your screen, you just lagged out or something. Oh god, this game. Oh, I hear the shooting now. Whatever, I'll just... You can keep my 100k. No, I don't have it. Look, I just printed screen. I just printed screen on my computer. Like, that screenshot doesn't even show anything. You could have bought something. I obviously didn't, because you can check the time. Obviously. It's like three minutes after each. And I'll go into my inventory, and I'll show you my inventory. Because I obviously... You obviously know what I have. Obviously...
just doesn't make sense first for you to tell me you don't it, I didn't give because you that much. Then you said that's the maximum amount. I put in 100k and you're like, um, add another zero and you can't add another zero because it's got like 80 zeros already. You put in 10k. <laughs> you're so dumb, Faye. I'm not, I'm not dumb, dude. So dumb, you're so dumb. You're probably so dumb. <laughs> you're so dumb. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. Wait, I think everyone agrees you just stole my money. I yeah, didn't I agree. money because you're so dumb. You, you yeah, do it yeah, so many times dumb. with Garrick. You always like play with it and you, you just stole all mine. <laughs> it's really I obviously didn't steal it because you're so oh, dumb. You keep laughing. You obviously did. <laughs> it's so funny because you're so dumb. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only 100k. <laughs> you you stole my money. Another zero. Add zero. <laughs> wait. Here, 10k. The last maximum capacity. I can't put any more zeros, but I only have 10k, even though you just gave me 100. Makes no sense. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. <laughs> you're, you're like Nick dumb. <laughs> you're like mongoloid. You stole my money. <laughs> I didn't. I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Why would you <laughs> steal it? Why would you, you steal it? Why did you steal it? Like, you stole it. You stole it. You're so dumb. 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 You said it like a hundred times. You're in so much denial because you just stole my You're so dumb. You're obviously so dumb. That's the maximum capacity. That's the maximum capacity. You only gave me 10k. Oh wait, I only you're have so 53,000. There you go, you're so dumb. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. You're so dumb. <laughs> you're so dumb. You're so dumb. You're also dumb because I just sent him the picture and he's so dumb. Send who the picture? Who did he send to? I just sent you, I just sent you the picture. Of when we were trading and you're just so dumb. <laughs> I recorded this whole thing. Wow. Like, this is 3,600 kilobytes in this one screenshot. You should make it a... Yeah, you're so dumb. You're um, so no, dumb. No, actually. You can just, like... Because your computer's not mongoling. I'm pretty sure it can handle that. <laughs> I just keep you're laughing so the same way. <laughs> Ketchup lost potatoes. So did my money just vanish, or what happened? Like it did. It was just like, like if you look at the number, you can tell it was like my money already, because my money's really dumb. <laughs> Make any sense? No, you traded me the money. You traded me the money, and I just didn't check, and apparently it and didn't ketchup loves potatoes, and you traded me the money. <laughs> Burger bing and a burger bing and burger 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 bing. <laughs> Shit, yo, I can't drop that skeet skeet. Oh, it's all. Oh, there you go. And now you're so dumb because you had the picture. Dan, if you played in this is funny. You never bought something. I didn't buy anything. I'll show you my inventory. I told you before I buy it, a whole bunch of energy cells and a whole bunch of ammo. And well, that's like, I, I didn't trade you and I didn't trade. This is not where you traded.
can trade you inside this medical room. We traded inside the medical room. That's when we started trading. And you're like, oh, See, that's, when, that's when we went to trade like, back. Yeah, no guff. Yeah, so you stole my money. I didn't steal your goddamn money. Why would I steal money when I can <laughs> easily do dumb stuff? Okay, 50k then, uh, 54, I'll meet you. Here, I'll just go get you a story right now. I'll go get you a stupid <laughs> character and get you your fucking money because you're a mongoloid. Yeah, see, you're a mongoloid. <laughs> I hope you bought something there. I didn't buy anything, you're so dumb! I, I just, I just <laughs> ran from storage. I just ran from storage to market. And I was ambushed two times and I killed both of them. And I had 50 hills. I only have 30 now. Those guys were so bad. Worst opponents ever. Some guy was named Blue Knight and he thought he was really good. And he came around the corner and he had a PV7 and so did I. We got into a big firefight but he didn't hit me and I was owning him. Then he took out his DOA and so did I and I shot him twice and he missed. He he didn't hit me one time. So I killed him and yeah. Then I was just running to the HQ and Master of Puppets came out of nowhere and just... <laughs> Master of Puppets just runs out of the shadows from like <laughs> random places and like an un-area where there would be no people. He just comes flying out. I was I was behind the crate so then he just came around the corner and he just pulled out the, his gun and I just killed him with my PP7 before he could do anything.